At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio, it is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the two of us here on the show, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, you want to get involved with us here on this Monday? We know you've got questions, comments, concerns. And certainly reactions here in the aftermath of the Steelers' loss to the Jets yesterday. Get at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. body. Arthur Motes, a lot to unpack from that one yesterday. I opened the show today. I said, what's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Maybe I should have said, what's going on, Kenny Nation? Kenny Nation! That's right. That's right. Arthur Motes, like I said, plenty to uh to get to from yesterday so let's not waste any time how you doing and what's your initial reaction i always like to go to you first on these mondays right after the game on sunday a little bit of time not a <laughs> lot of time but a little bit of time to you know to marinate to to reflect on what we saw yesterday at acrisure stadium certainly some good certainly some bad Certainly positivity, certainly concern, like there always is when you you know, now lost three straight games. So from the half of this show with a decade of NFL experience, your biggest takeaway, your initial reaction to yesterday and everything that transpired against the Jets. 
more of the same in terms of inconsistency throughout the team. Um, optimism in certain areas, but a lot of repeat issues popping up. But at the same time, uh, I would say surprise in the sense of just how quick we did see that switch happen at quarterback based in this game. I think it was a little bit unique. But other than that, I mean, it's more so just focused on this one in three that we're sitting here right now and fall into another team that if we're being real about it, it still should have won. I mean, when you're talking about this Jets team on paper, on film, even in stadium, there was nothing about that team that would say, hey, man, they should have got out of that stadium with the win. But due to our own issues, our own inconsistencies in-house, we continue to give them life. So that's why for me, like I said, it's not surprising that the inconsistencies continue to pop up. But at the same time, I'm very optimistic about going forward with regardless of who's at quarterback. I know we'll get into that a lot more. Mm -hmm. But regardless of who's at quarterback, solely because regardless of which guy we're talking about as a team, when they do what they're supposed to do, we execute, we move the ball. We stop teams. We put up points. When we have self-inflicted issues, blown assignments, penalties, turnovers, self-inflicted. We can correct them, so that's why it's like optimistic because it's not like we're looking at this team and we're saying, hey, man, we don't have the, the people to answer certain questions. Hmm. When we see this scheme, when we see these type of players, we don't have those type of answers. That's not the case for us, but the consistency element is. So like Alex Heisman, for example, prime example. Can he rush the passer, yes or no? Yes. Did we see at times yesterday him look like a top-notch edge rusher? Sure did. Did we also see times where we were asking ourselves, hey, man, you got it. Why can't you get this guy on the ground? Why weren't you finishing this rush? Sure did. Did you feel like at times, man, even though it was elite at some points, at other times you're kind of like, yo, where is he? That's inconsistency. Hmm. That's not saying that Alex Heisman couldn't beat both of those tackles consistently because he did at times. But when you're talking about the consistency part, you look at early on when he was finishing those rushes, versus later on when he was not finishing them and Zach Wilson was able to extend. And it's not solely on him, but sure, he's the sure. guy I wanted to use in this example because he still did play well. But you can see the inconsistencies in one of the guys that played good yesterday. But across the board, whether we're talking quarterbacks, and I say both because both of these guys did some positive and has some things that they need to correct. Offensive line, they have some positives, have some things they need to correct. These wide receivers – Let's be real about it. They talk a lot. They demonstrate a lot. But they still got some stuff that they got to improve upon as well. And then defensively, same thing. Defensively, at times we look elite. We look dominant. Then at times we look like we forgot how to play defense. We forgot how to attack. We forgot how to get aligned. Special teams. Think about this sequence. When we're talking inconsistency as a whole, and once again, I continue with this because I was one of the people on the front end that said, hey, <laughs> regardless of who's that quarterback, these are some things that you have to be accountable for. Sure. And we said this across the board, and I never wanted to make it about a Mitch thing, and I'm going to keep that same energy as it pertains to Kenny. Was he a part of some of the stuff? Yes, but he's not the whole purpose of this thing, no. But when I think from a full-body standpoint, I talked about offense, I talked about defense, right, some of the positives, some of the negatives. Well, how about my brother, my guy that that's my partner in terms of Chris Boswell? He gives you a 59-yard boomer through the open end zone, but then the next play turns around and kicks the ball out of bounds on open on the kickoff. Mm. Inconsistency. And like I said, it's across the board. So that's some of the things, like, when I'm looking at this team right now and how I feel off of yesterday's performance, I feel like, once again, we still are a good team in terms of personnel and in terms of showing it at times in stadium. 
But the problem is we're not consistent enough with putting that on tape. And that's the difference between your good teams and your not-so-good teams. When you ask yourself, why are we one in three, but we feel so confident in our group? We hear people talk about our receivers. We hear people talk about our safety play. We hear people talk about different individuals specifically, and we speak of them very highly. Sure. Najee's a top-10 running back. Rightfully the Steelers so. have a top-10 receiving core. George Pickens is going to win Rookie of the Year. Pratt Fryermuth, could we could look <laughs> up in a year or two, and he could be the best tight end in the NFL. Dan Moore Jr. is going to improve. James Daniel and Mason Cole are not going to completely fix the offensive line, but they'll be much better than they were right. last year. But uh, Not all those things are outlandish yeah. to say, but and, we haven't we haven't seen all of them think about come we, to fruition think just about yet. think about yesterday and yesterday's game, right? That was probably our best running performance as a team this season. 100%. But at the same time, we could also 100% say it was still inconsistent yesterday. And that's some of the stuff when we're talking about this team. No, I like that from you. That, that I think, is the word through four games. They're just inconsistency. Yeah. Because it's not like they can't throw the ball downfield, whether that's Mitch or Kenny. We've seen it. Man, it it was three plays in a a three-play sequence in the second quarter where you see Mitch hit five move across the middle. He hits pickles across the middle. And he had the one where it should have been a touchdown to Deontay, but apparently his toe hit the white before it went out. Those are three big time throws. Other, si- other side the of the f- other side of the field, right? Start yeah. the second half. Defense forces a three and out, absolutely, and then forces a turnover and, and gives it, you gives the offense the ball field. inside the four yard yeah. line. Yeah, so you can see. But then they then they get gashed on <laughs> right. on two long drives at the end of the game yeah. when you when you just needed to stop. But that's the inconsistency that we're talking about as yeah. a team, not an individual. As a team, all of these guys at some point in time are having lapses, lapses in their mentality, lapses in their execution, lapses in and lapses in their minutiae in terms of how they detail their work. And that is why we're sitting here at one and three when we know we should be uh, at least two and two in this scenario. I would even make a case for three and one because I feel like Patriots and Jets game we're supposed to get out of there with. One, or two, one or two plays difference yeah. and, you do, and you do get out of there. But that's, like I said, that to me was my initial reaction to this thing. I think that's fair. I think that's well said. A lot of the initial reaction around Tan and in Steelers circles today is is obviously about the quarterback situation and Kenny Pickett. Uh, it's a I lot of it's either the season is over or Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl now. Super yeah, Bowl. It's one or the other. It's it's all well. It's always one or the other, right? It's, one or the other. it's, it's either tank. We're not going to win yeah. a game the rest of the season, or Super Bowl. We're back in another fifteen year mm-hmm. window of winning titles here. Yeah. When in reality, the answer is somewhere in the middle. Um, and I think you're right. That is. That's it's fair to say that that inconsistency to this point, and it's four games, and you're starting now. You've got a sample size. Mm-hmm. Four games ain't nothing, you know. It's it's still in the grand a, scheme, it's nothing. But in terms of evaluations, we have enough exactly information. You now. can re, you yes. can start to really look into to what the film is telling you. It's what like some reading of the numbers are telling it's you. It's like reading a book. If you're reading just the entry, you're not going to know all that. But you finish chapter one. You kind of got an idea of this book. Now, you don't know the whole story of how the twists and turns might go, but you at least got the gist of where the direction generally is going, and that's where we're at right now. We got the general direction. We generally understand that what is this team right now? Highly inconsistent. Yes, they are. But I wouldn't necessarily say that they are bad personnel-wise or they're bad coaching-wise and they need these mass changes. I know that's the reaction when you feel uncertain. You want to do something that will make you feel calm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think change does that. But as we saw yesterday, for the people that were into this notion that, hey, man, if a Kenny Pickett comes out there, 
everything is perfect. We're going to go undefeated. He's going to throw for 300 yards, four touchdowns, and all this other stuff. I think they saw, even if they don't want to truly acknowledge it, they did at least see to a certain extent that it is not this foregone conclusion that just because he's out there, now everything is perfect. Because this team is not one player away from being what we want them to be. This team has a consistency issue that goes largely with this whole team in terms of the people that we're seeing out there. Like, we could point to each and every one of them from top yep. to bottom and yep. show, hey, man, Here's they're the good, having good plays and they're having the bad plays yep. in these games. And it's happening too frequently, and that's why it is what it is right now. And that's why I think, too, you're absolutely right in the infrequency there, the um, inconsistency mm-hmm. there. Again, the, the, the roller coaster nature, the, the ups and downs. I think that's part of why we've seen so much of that strong reaction, whether it's the good, right? Whether it's Kenny Pickett and George Pickens are the next Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's the good reaction or whether it's the, like you said, fire everybody, get rid of the coordinators. They can't yeah. do anything. The season's over. The season's over. We're rebuilding. Deontay said it. He, he did. Oh, man. People lost their mind behind that. He, he said it's a rebuild year. Oh, my gosh. Did he say the quiet part out loud? <laughs> I can't imagine Coach T and company loved someone saying that in the post game, but that's a different that's a different conversation. Well, I personally think that when you're a player in certain situations, sometimes you might as well be honest because the team is going to do what they want to do anyways. And that is directly and pertain to uh, Mitch Trubisky. It's like you can try to sugarcoat stuff, but at the end of the day, they're not going to sugarcoat it for you when they make their moves. So at times, yeah, you better speak up for yourself. If you're not going to speak up for yourself, nobody else will. Somebody, they'll, right? they'll paint the narrative for you. Uh, and that is, listen, that's the bigger picture. Yeah. Is that you and I, we've said this a few times ever since really since May, since OTAs and minicamp. If you were expecting a smooth sailing season this year, I, I, I think you were just kidding yourself. I would agree. You had a lot of important changes of the coaching staff. You lost a a a... a, a 20-plus-year Hall of Fame general manager. You lost a nearly two-decade Hall of Fame Super Bowl-winning Two-time Super Bowl-winning Hall of Fame GM, two-time Super Bowl-winning Hall of Fame quarterback. A lot of changes to the staff. A lot of young guys on offense. A lot of new pieces on defense. If you expected smooth sailing, particularly right off the bat, I think you were just kidding yourself. If you thought that this team was going to come out firing on all cylinders and was going to, you know, be in contention for one of the top seeds in the AFC or something like that. I think you were looking a little bit too much at the logo and the history as opposed to the here and the now. With all that said, though, Arthur Motes, mm-hmm. a smooth sea never made for a skilled sailor. Come on now. This is part of it. It is. And there's the frustration there. There's the expectations there. For all those reasons. And it is fair to have to expect more in certain areas of this team and with certain individuals. But overall, if you take away the one and three record, because that's never expected, but if you just look how pretty much I mean, every game has come down to the wire, right? Except for really Cleveland, but even that was a close game. You had your moments in there, they were able to pull away wait late. The other three games have literally come down to the wire. This was about what was expected. You could have gotten one or two breaks, Motsi, and we could be three and one right now instead of yeah. one and three, but that wouldn't change reality, I don't think. 
I you'd be agree. first place in the division and, and feeling good, but you'd still have these same inconsistency issues. And we've experienced that before as well with an 11-0 start. And the narrative was, hey, man, as long as you're winning, we don't care about the any The narrative of that. was Steelers-Chiefs AFC Championship yeah, game. We, we it's already care, a foregone yeah. conclusion. We don't care about any context. <laughs> we don't care about how or why we're 11-0, and 0, and that's all that matters. But it does matter. Context does matter 100%, man. And this is one of those scenarios where now it's just the inversion because the – record part is a little bit more less appeasing than it was in that vein but regardless of records the what it boils down to is the on-field product and a lot of the inconsistencies that we're seeing right now are very similar but can they improve upon them yes they can have they been improving on them in certain elements yes both on-field and coordinator wise i mean think about the first two games we complained about the routes the downfield throws whether you're talking first half yesterday or second half yesterday, you could see once again, following up from Thursday's performance where we highlighted those changes as well, you can see the growth there. You can see the intentional downfield concepts, not just being called, but also being targeted. I think it was the second throw of the game for Mr. Trubisky was what the, the, the bomb that he tried to get out there to Pickens. You know, so it's like you can see that. You could also see them saying, hey, we're going to make sure we're featuring George and Pat Fryermuth, regardless of who was their quarterback. So, once again, that's not a quarterback issue. That was more mm-hmm. so on coordinator. And we never like to look at the positives from Matt Cannon. We only like to focus on the negative. Yeah, but absolutely. it's like those are positives. Those are tangible things that we can continue to point to and say that is continued progress in the right direction. Just because the record isn't reflecting what we want doesn't mean you discount what is actually taking place because you can see that. But once again, is it consistent enough? Absolutely not. But you do see the growth. Now, can it improve at a faster rate? Well, that's the part where we're trying to figure that out. And everybody's going to have their different perception and their different feelings on what is adequate time no, for that. No doubt. No doubt. Should be one week. It should be three weeks. You know, it should be four. Some people pe- eight weeks. Yeah, and, yeah. and that just depends on the the individual. Because some depends people on how patient you are. Yeah, some people are a little <laughs> bit more like very hyper reactive. So every little thing they were ready to make a, a big change over. Others are a little bit more even kill. Some are like, nah, man, you don't have to make a change anytime soon. You just ride until you know you can't ride anymore, and then you make a move. So everybody has their difference of opinions with that. But at the same time, it still doesn't take away from the fact that this team has what it takes to be there. They've shown it in stadium. We continue to see them taking those steps in the right direction. We just got to hope that they continue going with this thing. And I do think it's going to pick up and get faster. And we were seeing that at times yesterday. With both quarterbacks out there, yeah. and, I, and I have to keep expressing that because otherwise it becomes more of like the witch hunt of what well, was because of this solely, and that wasn't the full truth. Part of it, yes, but not the full truth, and that's the context element of it when you're talking about yesterday and why context matters. Well, context means everything yeah. through these first four games. And you know what? Let's go there. I mean, maybe we buried the lead a little bit here 16 minutes into the show. You think there's any chance they go back to Mitch? No, I just what, want, I just want to stop you. What percentage I just want, chance would you put on that? I just want to stop you, though. You so we got, no, we got a lot of tweets. It can't be burying the lead because, once again, if you just lead off with that, you're not respecting context. Well, you know what? Good call by you. So, once again, what you're do you want? you make me feel better. I do tell you, you want context or do you want hot just take? hot take? And hot that's take, the difference. Yeah. Overreaction. Yeah. Because overreact the, hot, the hot take is solely, hey, man, the team looked better with Kenny out there. It was more energy in the stadium with Kenny out there. And it's like, well, true, but context, 
I was out there for that first half. Before Mitch ever took the field, the fan base was dead. Hmm. Before Mitch did anything offensively, they had already had their mind up. They weren't going to cheer. So was it this crazy performance that got the crowd going? Or was it something that was predetermined from the fan base that they just weren't going to cheer this guy regardless of what he was going to do? Whether it was the deep shot, whether it was the, the completions, the, the fire move, whether it was, shoot, they barely even wanted to cheer for the Deontay throw and catch when we thought it was a touchdown in their stadium. Solely because you could see the energy based on something predetermined, not allowing it to play out and then reacting in the moment. So, yes, when Kenny comes in, it's this crazy chair. But I'm like, man, you think about his first four plays when the stadium is rocking, there's three handoffs to Najee and a quarterback sneak. But that's the narrative that gets painted when you're talking about those two guys without the context. And that is a that that's a big one. The same people who are crushing the Steelers defense yeah. today and giving all the credit to to Kenny Pickett in the second half there. Like that first touchdown drive, they weren't set up at the four yard line. It, you you don't get there without the defense. That that to me is my big other and than the incons- yeah. other than the inconsistency that you laid out, right? Because you're right. Through four games, I think that is the overarching theme. There has there have been moments of positivity, there's been moments of concern, mm-hmm. inconsistent. To me, though, and I know that listen, this is it's the it's shirtless Tom, right? Just let fans be fans. Fans are gonna be fans. But do we always have to do the finger pointing thing? Do we always have to do the blame game thing? Do we always have to look like the Spider-Man meme when we're pointing at each other? And can we not just admit that everybody has to take a bite of that loss yesterday? Everyone is culpable. The defense could have made stops at the end. The offense could have put together a more 60-minute performance. Mitch Trubisky could have done some things better. Kenny Pickett could have done some things better. Kenny Pickett was that spark. He was that igniter. Yes. And you certainly felt absolutely that it factor that we always talk about with him, right? That, that moxie, that mm-hmm. charisma, that swagger, whatever you want to put on it. Why can we not say all that and that he elevated the offense and that you there was the excitement that was there and he made some really nice plays, including you and I were watching that one where he got crushed by Quinn and Williams yeah, and still completed the pass to, to Pat Fryermuth. Heck of a play. While also admitting, right, the, the back-to-back sequence of the, the missed uh, pitch to, to Jalen Warren and then the, the ill-advised pass to Pat Fryermuth was costly for the for the for the Steelers loss as well too. Because instead of potentially pinning the Jets inside, you know, in the in the shadow of their own end zone, you gave them the ball at what, the the thirty seven yard yeah. line, something like that, I think it was, thirty five, thirty seven yard line near midfield. Mm-hmm. Is the defense allowed to make one of those two stops at the end? Absolutely. Is Kenny Pickett allowed to 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 not try and, and, and make that the hero play, play? the yeah. hero play there in that moment and, and throw a helium ball there to Pat Frymuth? Absolutely. Is Pat Frymuth allowed to catch that? Yeah, Absolutely. but that's but that's a tough ask. That yeah. is. Is Chase Claypool allowed to, to to catch the downfield pass or at least break that one up? Yeah, absolutely. So again, to me, it all gets back to however you want to see, whatever lens you look at through this Steelers season, whether you're thinking Super Bowl, whether you're thinking full-out rebuild, whether you're thinking somewhere in the middle. Everybody's got their built-in, the success is because of this guy or mm-hmm. these guys, and, the, and the, the, the failures or the shortcomings are because of this guy and these guys. Again, I know, believe me. I'm I'm a fan too. I get it. <laughs> Y'all should have been at my house Saturday night with WVU's losing thirty-five to seven to Texas. All right, I'm blaming everybody. I, I was tuned in for a little while. I'm blaming you, everybody. You know, y- y'all were before my Dukes came in, and then you know 
Jamie took care of business, but I, I I was trying to rock with y'all. I was trying. I was ready to blame my wife there for a few. I was minutes, trying to rock right? with y'all. It was her man. fault. Y'all taking it hard because she because she, she didn't wear the she didn't wear the right clothes or yeah. whatever. Yeah, she didn't do her game day superstition, so it's her fault. <laughs> I I realize that that's hard. That that nuance sometimes can be difficult, but that's the other thing with this too. It's 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 okay. Like things don't always have to be mutually exclusive. Things can coexist. You can think Kenny brought the spark. He brought the excitement. He made plays. Which is true. Which is absolutely true. You can also admit that he made some rookie mistakes, including that pass that shouldn't have been thrown in the in the pitch Which to, to Jalen Warren. You can say the defense had their moments where they did their part. Absolutely. Three and Which out to start true. the second half. Turnover to, to set the Steelers up in a goal-to-go situation. But they also couldn't have that moment at the end when they really needed to in those two final drives. That's again. That's the inconsistency in a nutshell. That's context in a nutshell as that's well. That's con. And I, Motsi, that's the reality for me on this Monday. And a lot of people who are blaming the defense, blaming Kenny Pickett, blaming everybody in between. I, I, I just think you're seeking comfort because again, yeah. everyone has to take a bite out of this loss and out of this inconsistency. And everyone is going to have to be part of getting it moving in the right direction as well, too. It, it's, it's not just going to be Kenny Pickett and T.J. Watt who get the Steelers back to winning games. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to be a group effort uh, from top to bottom. And, and that's, you know, I think we're, I think we're in a similar, similar location here on, on a Monday. All those things are allowed to coexist, though, in the same ecosystem. Yes. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. Are you sure? Are you sure they're allowed oh, I'm, to? I'm positive. Okay. <laughs> that... That's just to that's me, it though. That's the, I mean, that's you, where we're at right now. Yeah, I mean, that's context though. That's context, and hopefully, in this first segment of the show, we've given you that context. Oh, that's what your intent was. I don't try to give people context. I just talk to give myself what I need to get off my chest. If you agree with it, great. If you don't agree with it, I personally do not care. That's great too. That's just my energy with it because otherwise, I feel like I'm gonna talk Tom Blue in the face when you're trying to convince certain individuals and not everybody, but. There is enough of that biasness, of the, you know, homerism or just the playerism where, hey, I just love this player so much that I don't care about the context. I don't try to reach those people. I don't want to reach anybody. I'm just throwing out what I feel. You can take it or leave it. But that's where I met with it, man. Well, they're taking it. They're leaving yeah. it. We got a lot of tweets so far. We're going to have Chris Carter in the final segment of the show. Uh-oh. Which Mama. means we'll get to your tweets earlier than usual. So you guys know where to get at us. You've done it already. We've got about, I'm not even kidding. I think we've gotten two dozen tweets here already just in the first. And uh, we do appreciate that, though. We absolutely do. We definitely like that. Uh, Mark pointing out here, uh, one of six on third down conversions in the first half, five of six in the second half. That's that's positivity to hang your hat on. Absolutely is. There's, again, there's, we've gotten into a lot of it. There's a lot ex- excitement. I think is is the word I get back to, right? Like there is, there's plenty to be excited about. There's also context with the excitement, with the disappointment, and with everything in between. We'll get some more context with our buddy Chris Carter, hey of now, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and the Locked On Steelers podcast. About a half an hour from now, when we come back though, Motsi, as Andy Reid would say, oh, time's yours. Oh, all right. That was one of my, that was one of my favorite things. Andy Reid, when he used to do his press conferences, for the people who don't get the reference, oh. he would, like, you know how people listen to the Mike Tomlin press uh-huh. conference, right? 
he speaks for seven, eight minutes. Yes. You know, talks about um, the game that was, right, talks right. about their upcoming opponent, shares any health or injury updates, mm-hmm. and then he always opens, you know, questions to, for, the, for the media. Andy Reid, he would always give his opening statement, and then he would look up at the media and he'd say, time's yours. And that meant, all right, now it's the time's yours. Ask time's some yours. questions. So time's yours. When we come back on the other side, we'll get to all of your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler on a Monday. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 